back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am Jen, and this little woman over here sitting next to me who's even taller than I am is... Jen! Hello! But um, what we thought we would do with our podcast for the next few podcasts um, is we will go over the book series, and I will read, we would... um, discuss the book series or discuss this book at least and see what y'all think um and maybe have you guys uh give us some feedback if you've read the book series or anything or um from what Jen told me and that's another reason why I kind of want to really get through these books is that they're going to be making a tv show Mm-hmm. out of these books. I'm going to let Jen conduct <laughs> the rest of this because uh, this is all new to me. And uh, I, I just, you know, I, I want to be the one that answers the questions <laughs> and not ask them. <laughs> okay, so, well, first of all, I'll start, like, this is new to us both as far as, like, talking about a book on podcast, period. Yes. Um, I belong to a book club. So talking about books and reading books is not new to me. Um, The reason why we are doing this book series, like Jen said, is there is going to be a TV show, a TV show, a TV TV show um, that's going to be on Hulu. We don't know exactly when. I'm assuming it's probably going to be next year sometime. They're in pre-production right now. But it's the people that made that TV show Outlander. Um, It's the same uh, producers for that show, and they're going to be working on this one. Um, but another reason why, um, I wanted to do this book series is because it is one of my favorite book series. Um, I, and and this is another reason why I thought it would be a good idea to do it on the podcast because I've actually read the entire series Mm -hmm. and Jen has read none of it. So, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. Until now. Jen has not read the series except for what we, what she's read for this podcast. Right. Um, and so I thought it would be an interesting perspective to get, because depending upon, you know, the listener, right? Right. You're going to have people who love the series and they might want to listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to connect more with what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be people wanting to read this for the first time and they're going to be connecting with you. So it's, I thought it would be kind of an interesting dynamic for mm-hmm. um, a particular podcast. So, um, and it, didn't, it will be something new to do. Right. Um, and, as I was saying earlier, so far what I read seems very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like a bit of fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, to start us off, um, mm-hmm. just in case, and I will preface this now, and I will also mark this as um, um, explicit. So all of these particular podcasts are going to be explicit. Um, this particular one probably won't be as explicit as some of the ones in the future that we're going to do. But this is um, this book a series is an NA book series. And what that means is, is it's called New Adult. So it's written for people who are in their 20s. Okay, so people who are no longer teenagers anymore and they've graduated and they're now older and they can talk about more adult things. Right. So there's going to be like a lot of sex. There's going to be, you know, maybe drugs or you know, uh, criminal activity and other things that might be difficult, uh, difficult topics. Right. Um, so well, one's you, mind yeah. sight has right. to be, um, able to understand, digest, reflect and let it go. Mm-hmm. So, so if you are under 18, um, it's 
this is not for you. No, it's not. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there ahead of time. <laughs> I, I agree. Because it is kind of a weird thing because N.A. is a new category for literature. Mm-hmm. Because Y.A. is young adult. Is young adult and people think that N.A. is considered at Y.A. because some people will actually say that it's Y.A. And then they'll let their, you know... 13 year old daughter read it or something like that and they don't realize the adult content that's in it right and i don't just mean just sex in general but there are you know rape and and right. you know abuse and other things you know even if it's emotional abuse actually young adult is between the ages of 17 and 20 new adult is 20 to 25 roughly mm-hmm. right because normally by the time you're 25 you're done with college you sold your oats. Yeah. You're you're looking at having at least a decent one to two year mm-hmm. relationship with someone. Or you could possibly be married and already right. have a kid. Right, right, right. So, but you're still in that new phase of coming into your adulthood. Right. So right. where everything's legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Because I have read this series, um... When you first read it, and this was something because I remember my mom, right? Mm-hmm. I had my, got my mom to read it, who she loves reading, but she doesn't like to admit it. <laughs> um, but this was something that she even said. So I'm going to just say this in case, you know, you're somebody who is str- like struggling to read the book. The first book is very, very different from the rest of the series. Mm. So the first book is, to me, is more of a prequel to the series. So what it's doing is it's setting up all of the characters and the world that the series is going to take place in. So if the first book is not 100% to your taste, mm-hmm. um, the rest of the series will not be anything like it. Um, the rest of the series is going to be definitely more of an adult-based series. The author, when she wrote the first book, she purposely wrote it as a fairy tale. It is the only book in the entire series that is written that way. Mm. So it's suppo- it's specifically written as if you were reading a fairy tale. You will notice that there are elements of Cinderella in it. There's elements of Beauty and the Beast in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she did this on purpose. So it's it's basically a modern fairy tale is what mm-hmm. it is. You're, you're reading it and, and it's going to end up like a fairy tale at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's the only book that's like that in the series. So it's basically just setting up the rest of the series. So once you get to the second book and then the third and the fourth and the fifth book, that's where the actual real story takes place. So all of those books are really interconnected with one another. This book is almost, I don't want to say standalone, but it's... Can you say the that it's the uh, foundation? Yeah. Okay. foundation or like the prequel right right um it's it's so it's if you even if you don't like this book because mm-hmm. obviously if you do great but if you don't like my mom she wasn't a big she's not really big on the traditional fairy tale thing mm. and there are a lot of people like today that are not because you know a lot of people are like oh you know they're feminists or whatever and i understand that but it was done on purpose okay so you will see once you get to the rest of the series why the first book is written that way Okay, mm. so you just kind of have to if if you have a problem with with fairy tales and what they portray and and that. Well, I love Disney, yeah. so I like fairy tales. Right, just... but if you're the kind of person who wants something new, mm-hmm. right? You don't like seeing the same old thing, or you don't like 
the, you know, the woman being saved by the man or, you know, and like the, all the traditional stuff that you see in a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry because it's all done on purpose and that is not the way that the series is going to go. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because my mom brought that up. She got through the first book, but it wasn't until she got to the second book and then the rest of the series where she was like, wow, this is really, really good series. Um, and then when you look back on the first book, it becomes so much more important. Mm. Okay. So what you got for me there, Doc? Okay. <laughs> so I just want to bring up that when you first open the book, there's a map. It is the map. <laughs> there it be. Yes, it is. And when you start the book, mm-hmm. um, the main character is Feyre. And Feyre is immortal. Yes. And she lives down at the very bottom of the map there, where it says the mortal lands. Yup. And there is a line there that says the wall. Mm-hmm. And what is that, Jin? Do you remember? The wall? It, it, it divides them from the... Uh... The fae. The fae, the fairy realm. Right. The fae, where all the fae and the high lord fae live. Mm-hmm. So right. you cannot go through that wall or you're going to be mincemeat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So humans used to be slaves mm-hmm. to the fairies a long, long time ago. And then there was a war. Mm-hmm. And of course this is, doesn't, they mentioned this in the book, but you don't see it. Right. Um, and after the war, there was a treaty, mm-hmm. basically saying that the humans would be forever separated from the Fae, so they would operate separately. And so mm-hmm. the wall was built so that the two worlds would not interact with each other. Correct. Okay. When this book starts, the world has been like that. I think it's 500 years, if I remember correctly. But I, I don't quote me on that, because I don't really remember. But I think, I think it was 500 years. Um, there, there are holes in the wall. So the Fae sometimes do cross over mm-hmm. and there is a treaty because we're, they're not supposed to interact. So the treaty is not supposed to favor one or the other. Right. So it just keeps them apart so that they're not interacting. So the humans are not supposed to interact with the Fae and the Fae are not supposed to interact with the humans. They're supposed mm-hmm. to leave each other alone. Correct. Okay. But there are holes in the wall. And so sometimes the, the Fae will cross and sometimes the humans cross too. Um, of course they never know what happens to them because they never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the story starts. And if you look at the map, there's, uh, above the wall, uh, it says Prithian. Right. And there's the night court, the day court, the dawn court, the, under the mountain, which is mm-hmm. in the middle, the winter court, the summer court, the autumn court, and the spring court. Mm-hmm. So these are where the high lords of Prithian reside. Right. So there is a different high lord for each court. Correct. Um, and then there is Highburn, which is an island that operates on its own, so that it has its own king or monarchy there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there, you've got more fairy realms that have their own kingdoms over here. The story, though, focuses mostly on the mortal lands, which is where Feyre is, mm-hmm. and the spring court. Okay, so do you have anything you want to add before I continue? Uh, the one looks like Ireland, but whatever. Good thing that you brought that up. So a lot of people, <laughs> and then again, this is not ever, as far as I know, this has not been actually officially like 
confirmed. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people believe that she married it off of Ireland and England. Which would make sense because it's Fae, right? Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. And down here, this would be Wales, which is the mortal world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Uh, Scotland up here. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, but um, the more into the story you get, or the more into the, the series you get, the more you will see the different areas. Okay, so obviously the first book is only going to cover a certain sections. Right. But don't worry, all of those areas will make way more sense to you as you progress through the series. Okay. Okay. So I figured, since this is our first time doing this, and we have no idea what we were doing, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to walk us through... Um, all of the characters and what's happening in the order. The, the book opens to Feyre. Mm-hmm. And she is the youngest of uh, a father of three. They lost their mother when she was real young. Mm-hmm. Um, the two older sisters, um, one's really, oh man, if I could Nesta. reach, if I can reach through the book and smack the crap out of her, I would. Because <laughs> she's just, she's nasty. And the other one, Elaine, mm-hmm. she Elaine. just she just goes like in between, but she follows Nesty. She's like the complete opposite. Yeah, but she's but she's very quiet, very shy, yeah. and very and more scared than the other right. one. Where Faye, Fera, um, she is. Um, she she should have been the boy of the bunch. <laughs> she has no fear. She's the one that goes hunting to uh, feed her family. Mm-hmm. Um, she does whatever she can to take care of her family. And in the beginning, I couldn't understand why this child was taking care of her full-grown father, who was disabled, um, and her two older sisters, when the older two girls could have done stuff mm-hmm. to help them. And here I think she's... 14 out of them? Or? No, when the book when the book opens, mm-hmm. she's 18. She's 18, okay. Yes. Now, but she's been doing it for many years. Right. So she was definitely younger. She was much younger, but still, she's the youngest of the bunch. Right. The other two do nothing. The father d- used to whittle away, but he's just so out of himself, um, got hurt, got beat up by collectors that were trying to collect money on credit that he had. Um, their mother dies, but what gets me is when I get to that part in the book, the reason why she's taking care of her family is because her, that was her dying mother's wish. Mm-hmm. That was the oath she made with her mom before her mom took her last breath. That just gutted me. And I could relate a little bit to it. So it's like, <laughs> not that my mother has passed yeah. away, but I have had um, people that I know who've passed away in front of me and that have asked me to take care of their families. And I'm like, how do you expect me to do that? It's not my place to do that. You know, I'm thinking in my head. But, you know, it's something a human would do because it's like their last wish for their family to be healthy and happy Mm -hmm. and be well looked after and well cared for. And it falls on the hands of this youngest one to feed them 
earn money what she can and they're very poor extremely poor they do not have the best conditions at all um it, it's horrible and they used to be noble yeah and they used to be noble and they lost everything they owned and the only thing they had left of value anymore was the bed that her and her sister sleep in that her mother died in mm -hmm. that was made out of silver the head headboard and footboard mm -hmm. was so yeah i'm i'm just that that uh that, if that doesn't choke you, I don't know what will and make tears fall. It, it, yeah. It, it, is, it is sad in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But she's so brave and so strong at what mm -hmm. she does and what she continues to do. What, what I read. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so she's hunting. Yes, she's hunting. And she sees a deer. Mm -hmm. And she's going to shoot it because that's what she does. Yes, because she goes, oh, that could feed yeah. my family for a week or two. Yeah. You know, and that's what she wanted. And then all of a sudden, and she, then she sees a a big giant wolf. <laughs> At least, and she's also in her head going, "Is that really a wolf? Is that what I'm really seeing, or is that Faye?" You right. know, Faye she's pretending not sure. she's yeah. not sure either. And so she has only three bows. Two of them are regular. Uh, excuse me. She has a bow. Uh -huh. She has only three arrows. <laughs> Two of those arrows are regular arrows that you would shoot, and then she had one that is called an ash arrow, right. and it can kill Fay. Mm -hmm. And um, but this wolf is massive, and if she let that wolf get to the deer, her family would starve to death because they hadn't had any food for a while. So she pulls the ash arrow out, she pulls it back, and she lets it flings, and she hits the wolf. And the wolf howls and falls down, and then she, the wolf looks at her, and then she pulls another arrow out and hits the wolf right in his yellow eye. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, wolves don't have yellow eyes. Right. That caught me right there, and I hadn't even gotten any further. Yeah. I'm like, uh oh, she did a no no. <laughs> and he died, and she killed the deer with the other arrow, and she took the hides of both of them. Um, she took the deer back, and they had food. They feast that night and she took the pelts to go um sell i think it was two days later from what i read i think it was more than 24 hours later yeah because you have to you have to do yeah. something with it for it to be sellable mm -hmm. and um the person she sold it to um went ahead and offered more for it than anyone else would have even offered her for him um she did what she had to do and then uh, she went home. She gave her sisters a little bit of money. Her sister, oh, her sister didn't like to do nothing, but she threatened her sister to cut wood. So her sister actually <laughs> cut wood that morning before they went to right, the market. Because she wanted money. Because she wanted money. Right. She's a greedy little witch, <laughs> is what she is. So let's let's go back to that part. Though. Okay, what part? So the the when they go to sell the the hide. The hides, yeah. Uh huh. So the mercenary, right? Yeah, the mercenary. Right. That's, uh -huh. So she approaches the mercenary. Mm -hmm. um, and the mercenary ends up giving her a lot more, more money, money than it's worth. Right. Um, and that's where she has the conversation about the fae. Right. Right. And how she tells her that um, to stay away from the woods because... Um, oh, and that was something we forgot to mention, too, is that they live very close to the wall. Yes, they do. So the mercenary basically says, don't, you know, you need Go to be careful woods. because she, they, people have been seeing a lot of fae crossing 
right. into and killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets a lot of money mm-hmm. from the mercenary, mm-hmm. and then she gives the money to her, her sister. sisters at the uh, market or whatever. Yeah, because the sisters stood back and they were talking, and then they, you know, kind of eavesdropping in on what's being said, and then when she approached, she actually handed them a little bit, but she wasn't going to give them as much. They wanted, one wanted new boots who already had new boots, and the other one wanted a cloak. I do remember that. Yeah. And, but it's like, this girl, she's doing all the work. She needed boots. She needed cloaks. She needed stuff. Her father needed stuff. Mm -hmm. They needed food in the house. They needed to make sure that things were taken care of in the home. She was the most grown-up adult out of the whole four people living in the house where two... One was like, eh, the other one was just stingy, and the father was just beside himself. He was at a loss. He, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. He just, uh, I wanted to smack him too. It's like, you need to snap out of it. Your wife dies, but yet you got three daughters. The two oldest you don't do anything with. And then the only one you actually say anything to is the youngest one, when she's finally being hauled off. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but if you want her, your oldest daughter married off to some twit that... Thomas Mandry? Whose (laughs) whose father is an abuser. Yeah. So, obviously, if the father's abuser, the son's seeing it, and that's all he learns, then he could possibly be an abuser, but he's also... Well, she could also get abused by the father, too, if they're all living in the same house. Exactly. And that they're no better off than them, because everyone that lives below this wall are poor. And the only way you're going to earn more money is by going more south. I did read that, that you had to go south to earn more money because everything's thinning out along the wall there. Even though you have the woods there, but like deer have gone down. Rab- mm-hmm. She goes and hunts rabbits. All of, Everything is like depleting mm-hmm. and they're not making any money. So it's sad. Now there is... Um... The Children of the Blessed. Oh, don't even get me started. I was like, who let this religious freaks in here? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that's what, to me, they are. So To me, they are like the religious are. group. They of are. The- and that is because, back in the day, the religion was based on the Fey religion. So all the gods and goddesses were what the Fey believed in. Right. And so... The, the And because the humans have not been around Faye for a ridiculously this a long period of time, of time yeah. they don't really even know what's true and um, what, about the Faye. It's all legends to them, right, right. stories, right? So there is a group of people that are kind of like a, a religious, you know, zealot group. Right. And they believe that the Faye are, you know, divine, you mm-hmm. know, or they're, you know... And that um, you want to interact with them. You want to go across the wall and... And, you know, offer your help and, you know, whatever. Live with the Fae and stuff like that. And, of course, they're a small group. Most people, mm-hmm. most humans hate the Fae. Right. Um, because of all the killings and everything that they've that done. That they've done in the past. Or what they think were told. Right. 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 What they were told. And that's a really big thing we always have to remember, too. It is told in first person. Right. So, Feyre doesn't know... Who to believe. Who to believe. She doesn't know. She only knows what she's heard. Right. She's never seen a fae. Right. 
Um, and neither has anyone that she knows has seen a fairy. No. So all of this is all just, you know, what... Speculation, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 So the, the children of the blessed. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're fey lovers. Yes, I know. And to an I, extreme. And I, and I, when I read that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now, there was somebody who did say that they saw, or, well, I don't know if she she said she saw the mercenary. I don't know if she said she saw one or if she was just talking about She killed one, I thought. Someone else, uh, because she mentioned something called the Murtax. Oh, yeah. And I I wrote down what they were. Okay. Um, So they have a body as big as a bear, a head like a lion, um, and three rows of teeth, really sharp teeth. Yeah. Um... I think that's really the only fae that's actually like supposedly has been seen. That from the from what we know in the yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I don't I'm know if I remember what it was that I but I thought she said she killed she might someone, I, or she knew someone who killed one. Yeah, that's why I don't remember. Yeah. She might have just been saying that somebody Right. she knew Right. Yeah. And the one I think another reason why she told her not to go in there because if you kill of it based on the law. And I don't, I think that's where it, it stopped because the sisters kind of yeah. in a, intervened. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, cause I think she was trying to explain to her what happens if you, if you're caught doing that. No, she doesn't tell it. Feyre. Oh, okay. It's, no, she doesn't tell Feyre. Where's the pelt? I was reading it. Uh... Uh, all I know is that yeah, I was just shocked that, you know, she, I don't know exactly how much she was given, but it was more than what she ever thought she was going right. to get. Right. And here she was able right. to, you know, really take right. care of her family, mm-hmm. but it didn't turn out so well when she got home no. later. And another thing we should mention, too, is you talked about the ash arrows. Mm-hmm. So they know that ash arrows, or at least they assume ash kills Faye, mm-hmm. um, and then the iron. Right. So, but again, they don't know. Right. Because. It's speculation. It's all speculation. Right. Okay. So, right. just want to point that out. Yeah. Okay. So, when she goes home, and mm-hmm. it's later in the evening, mm-hmm. um, this beast creature thing <laughs> shows up, mm-hmm. very angry, banging on the door, whatever. What looked like another big wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he didn't bang. He pretty much let himself in. Oh, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. anyway, um. And come to find out, the wolf she kills as in the forest is a friend of his, and him, his name is Andrus. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the treaty, mm-hmm. she wasn't supposed to meddle, she wasn't supposed to interact with him, and she kills him. So, right. But he even asked her, he right. goes, did you know that you killed Faye? And, and she goes, no, and I didn't know anything about the treaty. So he did question her. She did a- answer him honestly. But what it was, he couldn't believe her because she's this scrawny little thing and everybody uh-huh. else is big and, and bigger than her, taller than her, and older than her. And he, they, he's like, are, are you sure he, the father was trying to say that he did it? Because he knew what would happen to his daughter. At right. least what speculation has said, the story has said, that you die. You are killed. Right. If you take it. And she stepped right out. She goes, if I did it and you need to kill me, then take me outside and kill me. Be done with it. Right. And he's like, oh, so you actually are willing to die for your family, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it kind of caught him off guard. Uh-huh. Because she wasn't afraid 
to take that because she goes, look, you asked me if I knew I was killing a fae. It was a wolf to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I killed. Right. And he was about to steal the food that would feed my family. Right. So I know I do not know nothing about this treaty. So he goes, well, you have one of two things. You can die now or you can come with me and live. Mm-hmm. And if you come with me and live, you're going to come across the wall, but you can't come back. Right. So. It's like a life for a life thing. Yeah. It's a, it is. It was a, that's what he yeah. says. A life for a life. So she ends up going and lives with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're just like, and we're done. No, <laughs> and, and, no we're not done. But it, it's quite interesting because it, it, even though she didn't want to leave, his da- her dad kind of begged her, but he, her dad's you know, finally opened up and was somewhat of a father. And I'm doing quotes here because to me, he wasn't really a dad because he forgot being a dad and knew what it was being a dad when his wife died. But, you know, it's like, you don't have to do this, but, you know, I really thank you for everything you've done type of the deal. But as she goes with this guy, I think she's bound and put on a horse. It's but it's not bounds you can see. It's all right. it it's all magic. Right. And he does eventually like put her to sleep. Yeah, he puts her to sleep so he she doesn't see exactly where yeah. in the wall that they go through. Right. I mean because the wall is magical, mm-hmm. I the only way you can walk through that wall is by finding an opening. And right. I don't think he had to go find an opening. I think what he did is he opened the wall himself and went through but that's just my you know Uh how i felt when i read the book right right, right. but i i find it ironic that when they get back to his place Mm -hmm. um she's like doesn't really want to be there but she has no choice from the moment she woke up from the sleep that he put her in while she was still on the horse she was thinking about how she can get down off the horse, bolt out the gate, uh-huh. and run home. Right. And it's like, uh, he goes, you wouldn't get far. <laughs> you know, you need to eat. And so yeah. he wanted her to eat. She doesn't she, want to trust the food she because doesn't it's, to, she's heard that you're not supposed to eat food that the that fae give you. Right. She's heard all these stories. And he goes, it's good food. You can eat it. And this whole table is all lushed out with all types of fruits and vegetables and he lives and in meats. a manor in a big manor and oh look i and it's gold. and the other thing that she notices when she arrives is in the mortal realm it's winter yes and when she crosses the wall it's all nice it's spring spring and shiny and there's flowers and birds and butterflies and all kinds of things going on around <laughs> her it's beautiful and it's warm and she's like so uh he goes, well, you really need a bath. <laughs> so she's given a bath. Well, she has a, a, a servant. Servant that, that takes comes, care of her. Her name is Alice. Yes. And she's also an elf. I well, think. they're all fae. Fa- yeah. yeah. Different kinds of fae. Right. But, yeah. but she's a servant fae. So. She's not a high fae. Right. So she's working for the high fae. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have... I don't think he's not the only one that lives there or his friend just visits often. No. Um. Before we continue, uh huh, let's talk about the mask. And we we have to even oh, mention, yeah. we haven't even mentioned his name yet. So let's let's oh. pause there. Oh. Okay, so she finds out that his name is Tamlin. Ten, yeah, Tamlin. And um, I'm not going to say too much because when we do another episode, um, we'll talk more about this. But 
I did mention that the book series does have elements of Cinderella in it. It also has mm-hmm. elements of Beauty and the Beast in it. But because he is Tamlin, mm-hmm. if you know the story of Tamlin, you will also know this story. So um, all of these stories are all kind of <laughs> happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about this in another episode. But Tamlin, for those of people who don't know, is actually a real fae mentioned in mythology. Um, I, again, I'm not going to go into it too much because mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything away. If you actually go and Google it, you'll actually spoil most of the book for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't recommend you do that. But um, Oh, now I'm going to go do it. <laughs> no! Shanna <laughs> <laughs> told me because oh. you know me. I'm like, oh, because really? He, he <laughs> is technically the Tamlin from mythology. Okay, ah. So... Um, obviously not 100% to the T, because the mythology, there's different variations of the right, story right, that right. was told. Right, um, But he is technically Tamlin from mythology. Um, but he has a mask on. Well, all of the Fae wear a mask. Right. That she has seen. That she has seen. And it's because of the treaty and they, they, something they broke. So, so, yeah, she learns that later, mm-hmm. that... There's some sort of blight on the land where the magic well, is not I, working. Correctly. I read up to that part. I do believe. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That there. Yeah. There's. But it, she ha- she doesn't find that out until a little bit later. Right. Um, that yeah. That there's the magic isn't working. Right. Um, like it should. Like it should. Because somebody did a no no. So apparently, they were the at least the fae that are in his estate or his mm-hmm. manor. We don't know about any right. other fae anywhere else yet. But at least the ones that she has seen, they were at a masquerade party, and then that night is when the magic kind of went all wonky. Hmm, and so I'm, that's I'm, why the masks are stuck on their I'm face. I'm sorry, but who else was at a masquerade party and denied someone a place to sleep, and then he turned into a beast? <laughs> And then there was a beautiful rose kept tucked underneath the glass. I mean, there's so many elements of this. <laughs> and that's actually one of Jen's favorite Disney stories, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Mine's Cinderella. Well, the memory. Yeah, I know. So, um, so, but yeah, so the Alice, yes. the servant, also has... A mask. And all of the servants, the because they're not high fae, they're different types of fae. Right. Um... They all have bird mask styled masks on. Yeah. That's what I found weird. Yeah. His was kind of from what I was trying to understand, it was a little not beastly, but it was like a majestic like I think wasn't there like 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 uh leaves and yeah, it was, stuff on it? Very spring looking. Yes. It yeah. it, it was and we forgot to mention, okay, so he's he looks like a typical, what you would think of an elf from Lord of the Rings. I right, to me. right, right, right. He's right. blonde-haired. Yes. You know, el- you know. He's beautiful is what he is. <laughs> but, you know, most elves are. I like elves. But... <laughs> he's not an elf, but he, he has, looks like one. Yes, 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 yes. But, well, fey are elves to me, so. Well, they're, yeah, they're type There's of all different type of fey, but, you so, know. So, um. What's that buddy's name of his that stays there? And he's really a... F- Lucian. Lucian. I, I love, and even the so, name Lucian. So I, I have a couple smack. of favorite characters in the series, and Lucian's actually one of them. Um, but yeah, Lucian is part of Tamlin's... Um, 
he's not a servant, but he um, he's like, like an emissary or yeah, something like that, like ambassador, ambassador or something, or something like yeah. that. But he um, he um, has um, like a reddish auburn colored hair. Yeah, he's got like red hair. He's yeah. fire hairs from when I was red. His and he like still fire. looks like an elf. Yeah, he's high fae. Basically, anyone who's high fae is going to look like el- an elf from Lord of the Rings. Yes, essentially. Um, and he has a fox mask on. Yes. Kasumi. Is there something else you wanted to say about Lucian? Lucian? And well, in the beginning, you grow to hate him right he away has because a metal eye. Oh, does he? I don't remember yeah. if I read that. He has a metal eye because remember he lo- he lost an eye. Ah. So he's a metal all, eye. All I know is he's kind of rude. He wanted her dead, but he can't do nothing to her because the other one has forbidden anyone to touch her. Right. And he made a deal. Right. right. He made a deal. Yeah. Yeah. The whole bargain so, thing is yeah. very important. Yeah. Very. Yes. I found this on the web. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked you. Bugger off. So yeah, he's a little bit more sassy. He's very sassy. Yeah. He's very sassy. But he's when, <laughs> when you first meet him. Yeah. But by the time I read the next few chapters... And they actually go out, I think, on a hunt together, or they go do something together. That they, st- he, she starts warming up to him, and he starts warming her up. As in, right? They're they're easier to, cause she was all out to kill him. If I remember correctly, she wanted to get away, cause she, she would be the easier target to get rid of, so she right. could get away. She, it seems like she's, she. She kind of goes through these thought processes mm-hmm. and like, okay, I'm going to escape. But then she kind of talks herself out of it because she realizes, okay, there's so many dangerous mm-hmm. creatures and stuff that she, she doesn't know anything it. about. Right. And so how is she... And she doesn't even know how to get back. Right. So she's like, okay, well, maybe if I can find a way to get out of this bargain, maybe there's a loophole. Mm-hmm. So she focuses on that. And she figures that if she can get Lucian to side with her, he can talk to Tamlin to get him to figure out something. Right. So she goes to find him. And that's when they go on the hunt. And that's yeah. basically to try to get him to, like, Butter warm him up, up to her. Up. Yeah. And he already knows. Because he, he... Yes, he, he pulls he, it he, right out. He says, yeah. are you just trying... You're here to butter me up? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's because the Fae know that or humans... Or get on my good side. The Fae know that humans hate them. Right. So they know that, you know, the fact that she's being nice is a little odd to begin with. Right. right? Because the, the Fae do... I mean, the, the humans do hate the Fae. I mean, that's... Well... By what they've been told. Right. They've never right. been given a reason not to hate them. Right. Everything has always been con right. against them. And she assumes that Lucian is really, really old. And he actually takes offense to that if there's a line in there. Yeah, he's he like, says that. He's like, I, don't, I wasn't even at you know, like the war. Because she's like, were you in the war? And he's like, I'm not that old. Yeah. He, so he wasn't around during the time when right. humans were, were right, slaves. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't, all I know is that, yeah, it does get good. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed what I read so far. So, but it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Because he, I think he He's says, on to her. Yeah, he's on to her. Um, but they do kind of, like, get along more. They, they do. And they, Alice says to make, to kind of give him a hard time. And she doesn't understand in the beginning, but then afterwards she realizes that's kind of the way he warms up to you. Is he likes it when people, like, kind of, like, debate with him. And, right. And, and be kind of snarky. Yeah. So that's because you then what you're giving him, you're giving him, you're being a little like him. You're letting down your defenses. You're defending yourself. 
which shows that you do have a thought process. You do have the will to stand up for yourself. You do have a mind that you're ready to open and speak about. Mm-hmm. So, and that type of person can also, with everyday knowledge of being around them can decipher for themselves okay is this a good thing is this a bad thing is this person going to be bad is this person going to be good is the stories i heard completely Mm -hmm. correct or are they because they've been handed down for so many hundreds of years incorrect get to know who they are and then work your process but she's still not willing to fully give in to that It's all her plan, as she thinks it's her plan, but I think it's his plan to make her think that. Mm-hmm. But that's how I read it, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> no, I think you're good. Um, also, this is where she starts to learn a little bit more about the different types of fae. Um, she finds out that there is a fae called the Surreal. The Surreal, this is when she's on the hunt with him, mm-hmm. right? And the Surreal, supposedly, is a fae that you can actually trap, mm-hmm. and it will answer your questions. Any mm-hmm. questions, that, mm-hmm. if you can trap it. Mm-hmm. There's also another fae that they encounter on the hunt that's called the Bog. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where he says, don't look at it, don't react. Mm-hmm. And so they're on horses and they just keep going. And it's like talking to her in her mind, mm-hmm. telling it to look at, you know, look at me. Right, right, right. Um, and this is like a fae that's all about fear. So it kills you with fear. Right. Um, so she learns about that one. And then Lucian tells Tamlin about it and Tamlin goes and kills it. And that's when she realizes that there are different types of high fae. Right. Because Lucian's not strong enough to kill the bog, but apparently Tamlin is. Because so Tamlin's much older. So, again, these are all just things that you're yeah. kind of absorbing and learning about. Yeah. There's also another very important thing about the Fae that, you learn, that she learns is that Tamlin mentions she. So there's somebody who's more powerful. That's the one that runs the whole thing. Um, that I think, was it Tamlin or was it Lucian? I don't remember. But one of them mentions, I think it's she or her, right? Mm-hmm. Where they get nervous and say that oh, she might find out or something like that. So she, um, so Feyre now realizes she's thinking, okay, who is this person? This has got to be somebody that's even more important or more powerful than mm-hmm. Tamlin, right? She doesn't know who that person is. But if she ever found out that Tamlin let her live and is living with him... And killed so-and-so that she may... No, I know, but, you know, she could possibly come and kill her. And there's nothing Tamlin can do anything about it. But who knows? you got to finish reading the book, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Okay, so did you stop there or did you read chapter 10? I read all the way to the end of 10. Okay, so in chapter 10, Mm -hmm. which is the last chapter we're covering on this episode, is... This is where um, she's waiting for Tamlin to come back. He's gone to kill the bog. Right. And while she's waiting for him to come back, she looks out the window. She thinks it's Tamlin. Mm -hmm. And she looks out the window and her father's there. Yes. And And then the chapter ends. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Has to be another type of fae. Because how would her father find his way to her? I don't know. Has to be a fae. Has to. Yeah. (laughs) So, 
I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't know how many of you want to take on this series. You can find these books on Amazon as well. If you want an audio of them, is that where you found them? The audio? The audio is on Audible, which is owned by Audible. Amazon. Okay. And you can actually, it's cheaper, I find, unless you have an Audible membership. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have an um, an actual, like, I think it's a premium membership. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just create an Audible account, mm-hmm. um, it's cheaper to buy the Kindle version and add Audible narration to it. That's a little uh, tip. Okay. If you want it cheaper. It's cheaper than just going to Audible directly and buying the book by itself. And if you want the actual books, if you can't get them off of Amazon, they are available at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. So. And it's a really popular series. You could pretty yeah. much find the book series anywhere. The author's name is Sarah J. Moss. Mass. Mass. Uh-huh. It's but one S. That's how you pronounce it. Really? Yeah. Sarah J. That's how I've heard people pronounce it. Sarah hmm. J. Because with a double A, you would think yeah. it'd be Moss. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Okay, Moss, Mass. <laughs> anyway, we'll have a we'll have some link or at least the name of the author yeah. um, in the uh, notes. Um, the other thing that I, and this was something you made me, uh, you, you mentioned, um, okay. and I'm going to bring this up every episode too, is I actually have a Spotify playlist that's dedicated, <gasps> yes, 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 yes. dedicated to this series. We, and it, so what I'm going to do you, is I'm going to mention where we've read up to in this, in this playlist so that you can follow along. So the playlist is basically, I, I went through and I found music that actually tells the story all the way through from start to finish the entire series. So the, the music actually tells the plot. In order. So we've only, we're literally at the very beginning. We only have gotten to two, two, maybe three. We're encroaching on the third one. So we're only covered three songs. But I was going to say, <laughs> yes. at, at towards the end before we closed out, that Jen does have a playlist of this on Spotify that I was going to share it to our Facebook only. We're not going to put it on our um IG account is just going to be on Facebook because it's hard to put a link when we mm-hmm. already have one link on there for people to be able to read. So if you go to our Facebook page, you will be able to go and look at our Spotify account. Um, well, Jen's Spotify account, that playlist that Jen's created, and she can let you know where we're at. She can update it mm-hmm. and let you know what songs we are on or what we've covered. Yeah. And I will mention them in the podcast, too. Yeah. Um, the name of the uh, playlist is called A Court of Feels and Fangirling. And we are coming up to I'll Keep You Safe, which is the third song. Mm-hmm. And then that's as far as we've pretty much gotten there. So, so but uh, we hope you join us on this journey. It's come to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you continue to follow us along. And we hope you join in. Until the next time. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm blowing kisses here. Bye. <laughs> <Bless> you, me. <laughs> and if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is eclecticsoulpodcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is Eclectic Soul. If you want to reach me, my personal website is Music and Mystery. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery. 
And my Instagram is at music and mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at just call me Jinjin. My Instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess. And my Twitter is at Jen Sullivan. Thank you and have a blessed day. Blessed be.